Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome back to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Don't call it a comeback because I've been out with a sickness. Uh, yeah, I had some health issues, but I'm back. I'm ready to go. I'm here. We are back. We are ready to go. We got some fun stuff to talk about um, on this crappy weather day. Episode 70. Let's get into it. Uh, Neil, are you are you glad to have me back? Very glad. I mean, it's been quite the, the month. It's been a month. Really. So much that we could talk about that we couldn't actually disagree Literally. on. We were just... Because you know, we always disagree on things. Texting each other about it saying like sending each other tweets and sending each other posts and stuff like that but uh we're here we're back we've been sitting on episode 69 for a while didn't mind the the title there but uh yeah it looks like we it. didn't want to do another episode yeah because we're we, on. we thought about we just retiring 69 and then that was it retiring you know, after 69 what's the point of continuing yeah. uh but let's talk some tfc let's talk toronto fc we haven't talked toronto fc in a while uh, TFC had uh, the Italian enforcements finally arrive in Bernadeschi and Insigne. Yeah. Uh, alongside uh, Mark Anthony Kay, who we also signed. We also got Daniil Henry. And as of uh, this past weekend, I guess, we got Richie Larea back. So we sent him out on loan to, or we, or we actually, he went on a full contract to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And now he's back on loan um, from Nottingham Forest to Toronto FC. And Toronto FC has the option to buy. So we've got the gang all together. Everyone's here. And uh, yeah. I didn't hear much about Larea coming back. Like he was kind of like under the radar. Yeah. Uh, he slid it was so there. quickly. It was so like... It happened, and then he's all of a sudden he's back right away. Yeah, one thing that um, he's definitely going to help with this team is you know kind of he he's been there before, right? Like he knows yeah. the team, he knows like the, he knows the team chemistry, and and that is important, especially with how many new faces TFC mm-hmm. has brought in the last little while. Yep, um, these new faces have really done well, mm-hmm. but um, we spoke about this in passing where TFC will be able to score goals with ease, with as ease. you've seen. But they're going to be winning games or losing games that are like 5-4 or 4-3. Or it's, it's going to be a lot of high-scoring games. A lot of high-scoring games because their defense isn't where we need it to be. Mm-hmm. They need to really shore up their D in order for them to actually, you know, potentially make playoffs, which yeah. are four points out of right now. They're, it's it's getting close. It's it, getting tight, right? It's going to be making... a very tight playoff race, though, in the East. It's going to be very tight. But... I know. This might change in two weeks. Yeah. Who knows, right? They win a couple more. It might get even more interesting. But Exactly. The format in the playoffs for MLS is very favorable to teams that want to, you know, put up a lot of goals. They just need to win one game, right? Mm-hmm. So if they win three games, they're in the finals. If they make it to the playoffs, so literally, it's it's really not about how many get scored on you. It's about yeah. how many you can score on them. It's as long as you score more goals than you. I mean, it sounds stupid to say it loud, but as long as you score more goals than your opponent. Doesn't matter how many they score. Um, have you gotten your Bernadeschi kit yet? No, I, I'm going back and forth on who I want. It's also very hard to find uh, either an Insigne or a Bernadeschi jersey right now. It's it's almost impossible to find on their website. 
Um, I think they've gotten to the point where they're just not listing things on their website and you have yeah. to actually go into a store to buy it. So I might be making a journey to real sports pretty soon or sports show. Bernadeski. Should we get matching ones? You get the black one, I get the red one. Oh, yeah? And we'll get the full kit. We'll get the shorts. We'll get the socks. We'll get everything. Matching kits. Yeah, everything. We'll get a headband in there too. Why not? I'm with it. Uh, I'm but, dying my hair blonde as well. Oh, yeah? I don't that's what hair. Insignia did. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, I know. true. Uh, what do you think of that new hairstyle? <laughs> I don't I don't mind it. As long as he's putting up goals, he can come out there with pink and purple hair. I don't understand this new trend where it's like 1997 again. Like where, remember just, NSYNC used to do like frosted tips? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, we're not at frosted tips right now. No, I was walking down Bloor Street yesterday. Oh, and you're and, seeing. No, like there was this brown man, which n- nothing wrong with frosting your tips, but he had blue frosted tips blue frosted blue tips. like like midnight blue like pull out your crayola box and find really? midnight blue crayon that is the color he had frosted tips with and i'm like okay i wonder if that's permanent i wonder if that's like a dye or if it's just a gel i don't know i wonder if the most played list on the spotify is blue by um, blue da, 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 da. yeah honestly. there's a 1997 reference uh yeah maybe hey i've thought about frosted tips before what i used to do when i was like in i want to say elementary school but i did in high school too uh when you know the leafs had a big game one night i would i would use that did you ever have like the blue hair gel like back in the day where they would sell it um and it would dye your like dye your hair for the day and you could put that gel in your hair and it was just blue for the day or red for the day or whatever it want whatever you wanted but anytime the Leafs had a big game, I would wear my jersey and I would put that blue hair gel in my hair. And, and you have... stopped doing this? Why? I don't know. I can't. It's hard to find. You know, I've actually I've, I've looked in, in Shoppers Drug Mart and stuff like that to see if they have that that blue hair gel still. And I don't really see it anymore. You know what? Sounds we popular. need to we need to locate. We this need blue to... <laughs> hair gel. I think because I... you with blue hair, whether or not the Leafs are, or Blue Jays are playing. Just me walking or around Argos, with blue hair. You know, just walk times. around with blue hair. Yeah. I need to connect you with this guy that I ran into. Go find him. Go back to Bloor Street. Find this guy. You guys can form an alliance yeah. and be known as the Blues Brothers. I need to ask him where he's getting his hair dye. <laughs> uh, I How feel can like the Leafs lose a game with that in their corner? I'm definitely sensing like a, a fantasy loser punishment here with this, with this colored hair you dye. You guys heard it here first. He is not only going to... Frost his tips blue. Yeah. But he is going to color his entire back hair, the entire back worth <laughs> blue, and then have to walk around the streets of Toronto. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm calling it out right now. I'll do it. If you finish last. If I finish it. last, sure. Sure. I'm calling it right now. I'll do it. Fine. It's it's in it's out in the world right now. That's, uh, the, that's the punishment this year. Yeah, we've we've gotten off on a tangent here. <laughs> I don't know how we, we got didn't back plan on talking one. about blue, but we did not. It's great, but I'm I've just got so many thoughts going through my head right now about how it. Don't even get into this, anyways. I don't know. We were talking about TFC, uh, but yeah, TFC they're making a run for the playoffs. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to find a segue back. That was a terrible segue. They're trying to make a run for the playoffs. Uh, we're gonna see. I, I think they have a shot. I think they have a very decent shot. It's going to be very close, but they have the best player in the league. Like anytime you have a couple of the best players in the league, and I think they have the best two players in the league. The thing is, they're winning games right now while still finding chemistry, mm-hmm. and that's a huge, that's a huge positive here that we can mm-hmm. take away from this. 
They still they just got Richie Larea back. They just got him back. Did you see the goal Insignia score, scored? Yeah. Last game? Yeah. Electric. Like ridiculous. Score, to make it four two. He's one of those players that can literally score from anywhere. Yeah. Um but with Richie Larea, those crosses that he used to put in and he puts in yeah. now in that game on Saturday. That's why he was so crucial to this team because he could literally from anywhere on the wing, he could put a cross wherever you needed it to. Mm-hmm. And so, and we were seeing that on Saturday and we saw goals from that. I think he had two or three assists in that game. So I'm glad to have Richie Larea back for that reason. This team keeps on getting better and better by the week. All right. Well, they got a big hole to climb out of because they were winless on the road the entire season and then they just won their first road game yeah we talked about it at the beginning of the season as long as this team stayed afloat before the enforcements got there they didn't stay afloat they didn't really stay they're literally like they're drowning we're we're second last in the league yeah we're we're drowning right now but But like um, they're they're still a shot you know i mean they're four games they're four points out we're only we've still got like 12 games left in the season um, yeah. Which is a lot for for the MLS. There's only 34 games played for each team. So, oh yeah, we're very close to a playoff spot. If you think about it, it's going to be a very tight race because there's a lot of good teams ahead of us, um, and there's going to be some fluctuation in the in the standings. But we've got a shot. Do you want to move on? Yeah, Sox and Blue Jays. Let's talk some Blue Jays. Uh, there's a lot that happened Blue Jays wise um, since we've been gone. Uh, Charlie Montoyo was fired was relieved of his managerial duties and the team's been better since that so it makes me think that like you know maybe the players stop believing in the coach you see it a lot you see it in in any sport really when a player when the players stop buying in to the theory so well i mean like the did you have faith in charlie montoya uh it was dwindling but Forget i had the faith. players like did you have a buy-in I it, it was I like I said it was dwindling, but I I did believe that he and I do believe he's a good manager. I do. Yeah, Charlie Montoya is a good manager. I I think he just lost the team. I think he's a nice guy. Yeah, I think he's like very you know he's a good guy in the clubhouse. But when it comes to managing, there's a huge difference between the two, right? Like actually mm-hmm. getting the most out of the the most out of a player is what the manager's job is. I think he lost that clubhouse. I, I've heard rumors of him having a rift with Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, I did hear that. And Bo yeah. Bichette is the most influential player on the team. Mm-hmm. So much to the point where a potential trade for Juan Soto was shut down immediately because Bo Bichette was having to be involved mm-hmm. in any sort of deal. Um, I I don't know. I just feel you. the moment you lose your clubhouse is a moment... You're gone. And on top of that, the team wasn't performing. You know, he finished his three and a half years with the with the Blue Jays with an mm-hmm. even 500 record, 246 and 246. So, see you later. They've turned it around since, magically. They really have. They really have. They're climbing on the Yankees, too. I think they're nine games back of the Yankees. Yeah. And there was a time in this season where everyone was just like the Yankees are running away with it. There's there's no way to catch them. The Yankees have the AL East. Uh everyone else in the AL East is just playing for a wild card. But um there was a point where we were like 17, like everyone else was like 15, 17 games back of the Yankees. And now the Jays are only 9 games back. But you know, there's still a lot to play in this season. Mm-hmm. So anything could happen. The the Yankees also just got swept uh by the Cardinals, I believe. So a the lot Yankees are slumping right now, man. Yeah. Like they're the Blue Jays are closing the gap mm-hmm. in the AL East right now. Yeah, Houston is now the best team in the AL East, 
The Yankees had this huge in the lead. AL, American in the, League. In AL, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Blue Jays are, are slowly but surely closing the gap. And, like, when it, again, if we have a big month of August, which turns we, out losing George Springer be. is huge. He's on the IL right now. I know. He should be coming back pretty soon. Um, I think it's only a 10-day IL, so we'll see. We'll see after those 10 days. But it is huge to, lo- to lose him for sure. But he should be, he should be coming back. So we'll see. Uh, also, the lack of moves that the Jays made at the deadline. Did that concern you a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> they needed a big hand, like left-handed bat to balance out the lineup. Uh, they needed starting pitching. I don't understand how they went into the deadline and didn't acquire a starting pitcher while knowing that George or George Perrini was was going to get injured, but also knowing um, that Ross Stripling mm-hmm. was injured and needed to hop on the aisle. They already lost Hyunjin Roof for the, for the year. For the year. Which sucks. He was out for the whole year. And to, yeah. to not go out and get a Cindergaard or, you know, like, Obviously, making a trade with Oakland that the Yankees snuck mm-hmm. in and, and took advantage of. Like, just not doing any of that really shows, you know, front office is probably having a hard time getting players right now. I do like the addition of Merrifield, though. I do like that ad- addition. Yeah. Um, did you see the, the quote from him about the vaccination status? I did see it the quote but like with wit like he had no problem getting the i know he said if it if it if it um if the the thing standing in the way between me and the playoffs is a vaccine i'll get it Mm -hmm. um and did you see how quickly he got vaccinated to come to toronto yeah he was kind of like um dark and uh like very ominous about (laughs) when he got the vaccine that made me was like oh did this guy actually get it Mm mm-hmm but when he was being interviewed, is like uh, it was a very Aaron Rodgers like, response. I'll be in Toronto. Yeah, it was a very Aaron Rodgers. He's like, yeah, yeah been, right. Just, yeah. He said, did you I'll get the in- vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm immunized. <laughs> yeah. But he, yeah, he said, I'll be in Toronto with the team next time we're back. So, and yeah. he's been looking good. Yeah, he has been. I mean, like he, he is batting really low in the order, mm-hmm. but he's filling a gap that George Springer is leaving. We needed someone to play center field, and mm-hmm. he plays center field. So, I think if he can turn it around, he used he was a perennial All Star. I know two years ago. I know. So, I mean, if he can, maybe he was just slumping in the beginning of the season. But if he can, he was also playing that, for the Royals, and he didn't want to play for the Royals. So, we'll see. Uh, I still believe the Jays uh, obviously can make a run this year. Um, usually when you see a team you know, get rid of their coach midseason, it's usually them giving up on the season. But I think it's the opposite here. I think the reason we got rid of Charlie Montoya was because we thought we had a shot as long as we got rid of him. So I think this team is going to make a run here. Well, they're already in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, but I'm saying like they can go deep. Yeah. The only thing that worries me is their bullpen depth, right? Like just... Yeah. If our starters can't, our starters are great. Manoa is looking like an ace. Mm-hmm. He is our ace. Gausman is one of the best pitchers in the AL. Mm-hmm. Barrios is starting to look starting like to get Barrios. Barrios, whatever you want to Barrios. 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 Um, but he's looking like the Barrios of old. Mm-hmm. Like he's looking at the Barrios of old. Like he's just changing his name every time <laughs> you say it. Just switch it back and forth, see what sounds better. Oh, I love when you... Big time Barry. Like when you have names <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah, it's great. Names are hard. They are. They yeah. are. Especially 
athletes a lot of the time they have they have weird names and you kind of just got to say it quickly and hope Mm -hmm. for the best um but yeah no uh i think as long as everyone can stay healthy as long as the crew can stay healthy yeah health is a big concern here right like you need to make sure that guys are getting ample time off especially getting later in the season Mm -hmm. got the best offensive cap again like this team's gonna go far i'm not worried about them yeah it's gonna be fun to watch yeah um, definitely go and watch your Blue Jays games now in person because uh, tickets are about to go up as we get closer to October, for sure. Uh, should we move on to the meat and potatoes of this episode? Give the people what they want. Give the people what they've been asking for. They want, especially the other eight members in our draft tonight. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm nervous. So we're doing a mock draft today. Uh, we have our actual fantasy draft tomorrow. And I know that the people in our league are listening to this, um, and we're giving away our secrets here. But we're giving away our secrets for the listeners. Okay, one thing before we start this draft, sure. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna air my frustration here. Okay, go for it. Today's August eighth. Okay. Yeah. We are doing a <laughs> mock draft before our draft tomorrow on August 9th. Yes. What day does the season start? September 9th. One month in advance of the season starting. That is my beef. That is all I'm going to say. Okay. As the commissioner of this league, my beef <laughs> is that I did those fucking surveys where who's available what day, yeah, who can do what day. And I started September, I think it was 7th, was the latest day I put on there. Mm-hmm. No one was available that day. Uh, then I went back like a few days. No one was available that day. And then I kept going back and kept going back. And everyone had fucking commitments in August. Everyone's away every single weekend. Literally, the only day that I could get everyone available for this draft was tomorrow. On a Tuesday in the beginning of August. So either this is going to go one of two ways. Either your team's going to have mad preseason injuries or my team is going to have mad preseason injuries. And hey. There's going to be some bad juju coming in. Somewhere along the lines for one of our teams or both. There are injuries. I mean, we saw it last year. Like, J.K. Dobbins got injured during our draft a couple hours before. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, injuries are a thing that can happen at any point throughout the year, any part of the offseason. Yeah. Not just injuries, but also positional battles, right? Like, um, health concerns, right? You don't, like, there's a lot of talk around Matt Stafford's elbow Mm -hmm. right now, right? Like, there's, there's a lot of things that are uncertain right now. Preseason hasn't even started. We saw one game last week where Josh Jacobs was playing in the game. That could the possibly game. be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone's okay. So in the stars don't usually play in the, in, preseason, in the preseason. Everything gets blown out of proportion. Everything gets blown out of proportion. You you're not going to see like the older guys are not going to play. Like we've already heard that Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey will not be playing in the preseason because they're injury prone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's, but there's a lot of things that get, that get blown out of proportion in preseason. So you're seeing like Josh Jacobs playing in that game. Oh, does this mean he's not the starter? No, he's going to be the starter. He's the best running back on that team. He's going to be the starter regardless. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's going to be ads and drops before the season starts. There's going to be trades before the season starts. It's going to happen. That's why we, that's why we do fantasy football for the excitement. I'm, I'm in, I'm, Ready to whoop your ass again for another year. All right, let's get to it. Uh, so we're doing full PPR. Uh, we're in a two-quarterback lead because we're psychopaths. Um, but we got Neil has the 106. So he's got the sixth spot in the draft. I've got the 108. I've got the eighth spot in the draft. And then it snakes after that. So I'm at the turn. Neil's kind of in the middle. Uh, Neil's got a very good spot here, and I'm very jealous of it. Um, but should we get started? 
I wanted either you know four, five, or six. Like that's that's literally in the ten best team spot. league. Like you want you're not you don't want to have to wait. No, nineteen picks until you're you're picking again, right? Like it's just it's tough. And and drafts can change, especially in a snake draft, which is which is what people should be doing. Um, drafts change all throughout, and if you're in the middle. You're you're seeing those changes and you're and you're able to adapt to those changes. If you're like me and you're at the eight, I mean eighth's not too bad, but if you're at the the you got the first or second pick or you got the ninth or tenth pick, you're kind of in a struggle there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, should we get to it? Let's get let's get into it. You have it open on your page in front of you. Sure do. All right, I'm trying to figure out who I'm gonna take here. Oh, well, we're starting already. Wow, Austin Eckler went second overall. That's not. That's that's fair. I mean, like Austin Eckler could have a much better year than Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has only played ten games his entire career. He's get gets injured. So Jonathan Taylor went first, then Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. So all running backs off the board. Let's see Neil's strategy here. Does he stick with a running back, or does he go wide receiver in a full PPR? It's a full PPR. Um, I'm picking up the roster here. You, you you need three wide receivers, and I'm going to go with the best wide receiver in the league. Yep. Um, his name's Justin Jefferson. You think I'm Justin take, Jefferson I'm taking is him, the best? I, I'm taking him because he and I look at he and Cooper Cup as the exact same style player uh, in the exact same situation. Similar. I'm just looking at who is in a better situation this year, and with. You, so you're worried about Matt Stafford's arm? I'm worried about Matt Stafford's okay. arm. I'm also worried about the fact that Cooper Cup's year last year will have some drop-off, was obviously. groundbreaking. And I really feel like Justin Jefferson this year will have the year Cooper Cup had last year. Especially with Adam Thielen on the down, yeah. too. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, so I'm up here. Justin Jefferson went. Obviously, Neil took Justin Jefferson. Then Cooper Cup went right after. I was hoping Cooper Cup would fall to me, but he did not. Uh, I'm going to take a wide receiver here. That, I knew you would. I knew you would. That literally broke records last year. Rookie, um, rookie records. Rookie records, yes. Yeah. He will continue to break records. That was his rookie season. And yeah. he was the wide receiver three at the end of the season. I think he finished right, right behind Debo. So I think he's a wide receiver four. Uh, but I'm going to take Jamar Chase uh, because he's in a very good situation. After that, Najee Harris went, then Stephon Diggs, then Devontae Adams, then Travis Kelsey. Now, I'm back on the clock. I was very much hoping that um, one of these players would fall to me, but they did not. Uh, so I'm back on the clock. I took a w- wide receiver in the first round. I'm going to take a running back in the second round who has tremendous upside here. Um, can you take a guess on who I'm going to take here? I can't believe Najee Harris went right after Chase. Yeah. You were hoping scary. he would come back to you? He's not going to make it to the second I don't know, round. I might have. I don't know. Um, I'm also surprised that you didn't take I don't know who you're going here. Maybe you're going, I don't know, Joe Mixon? You pair up the two? Or? I'm not going Joe Mixon. Um, if, when you're having two elite players, I don't want them on the same team only because you're going to have those those bye weeks. You're mm-hmm. going to have those times where you, you're just giving up on a week pretty much if you have yep. both of your elite players on the same team. So I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. Um, I think he had an amazing year last year. I think um, he's super young, super talented. I think he's going to have a good year. DeAndre Swift. Yeah, then Nick Chubb went right after. Did you see the news about Kareem Hunt? He wants a trade. He wants a trade. I did see that. So Nick Chubb might have a huge year. Nick Chubb's going to have a huge year without Kareem Hunt behind him. Well, I don't know. Like, who knows if he's behind him. If not, I mean, there's there's other options on that team, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, interesting spot here after taking Justin Jefferson in the first round. Uh, 
I don't I like I I obviously want a top running back here, but I don't want to pass up some other good options that are available here. Mm-hmm. Um, one person who's staring right at me that I think is going to have a massive year is CD Lamb, and I'm going to take him right here. So even though Joe Mixon was staring you in the face, Joe there. Mixon stared me in the face, and I still passed him because wow. I don't know Joe. Another age on Joe Mixon is yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've never really wanted to draft Joe Mixon. So. Uh, There's well, some other options that I want coming up here. After you, then Joe Mixon went, then Josh Allen, the first quarterback off the board. Uh, he's always going to go early in a two-quarterback league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara, Mark Andrews, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Neil is back on the clock. I'm going to go with an option here that, again, I think is going to <laughs> really make me Are happy. you still not going to take a running back? I'm still not going to take a running back. Wow. Zero RB. All right. Let's see it. Zero RB. It's a different strategy from my last draft, isn't it? You're going to take Mike Evans? I'm going to take Mike Evans here. Even though the wide receiver room just got very crowded in Tampa Bay. Mike Evans hasn't had a bad season. That's fair. He's very the most consistent wide receiver. As your third wide receiver, I take that chance. That's fair. That's Especially fair. with Chris Godwin's health being uncertain. Who mm-hmm. knows? That uh, Leonard Fournette went right after. I was kind of hoping Leonard Fournette would fall to me, but he did not. Uh, I'm going to take Mr. Consistency himself, Keenan Allen, uh, as my second wide receiver. Then David Montgomery went. Wow. Okay. Quarterbacks are going off the board. Patrick Mahomes went right after. Then Kyle Pitts, Justin Herbert. Now, because the three elite quarterbacks are off the board... Do I wait to pick up a quarterback or do I pick up a quarterback now and be a little bit safer? I think I'm going to take a quarterback here. I'm going to take um, a shot on someone who I think is going to have to run the ball a lot more of the first six games of the season. And that's Kyler Murray. He goes first quarterback. Yeah, look look at the quarterbacks that are already off the board. That's fine. There's so many good quarterbacks this year, right? Like I know. But we are in a two-quarterback league, so... That is true. Uh, Then Ezekiel Elliott went. Now Neil's on the clock here. So again, like... Fuck, I have three players. But again, like, you guys are all fucking taking quarterbacks. So... That's the thing. You see the quarterbacks start to go off the board, and you're like, okay, there's about to be a run, and I don't want to miss out on this run when uh, it comes back to me. I don't care. I'm not going to take a quarterback. I'm going to take James Conner. James Conner is going to have an amazing year. Amazing year. He's gonna have a big year. He's he's. I was waiting on drafts. James Conner. Yeah. I was like, if I can get James Conner fourth round, then I'm he is he back. is falling way too far in drafts right now. So definitely good call. A lot um, of running backs and wide receivers off the board. George Kittle right after me. McLaurin, man, that's late for McLaurin. I think like yeah, but he's also got four. Carson Wentz now. That's a huge upgrade for him. That's the best quarterback he's ever had, and it's Carson Wentz. That's saying yeah. a lot. Um, Deontay Johnson, who just signed a massive contract again. Brees Hall, Cam Akers, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman in the fifth round. also got a very big quarterback upgrade this season. Jalen Waddell, Waller, (laughs) Judy, and then now back to me. I'm really hoping someone falls to me here. I'm really hoping one person doesn't go in the next two rounds. And I think you know that I like this person, and I'm really regretting saying it out loud now because I think you're going to take this person. I don't know who it is. Is ETN? No. I don't know. He's, he's staring me right there, but I just don't like that you also, backfield split. Just Yeah, James Robinson it had an, a really good year last year, and I don't think you just forget about James Robinson. No, I'm going to take my first quarterback. 
Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You're a huge Lamar fan, eh? You love yourself some Lamar. I think he's going to be running a lot this year. Yeah, so is Kyler yeah. Murray. That's why I took him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take who I think is going to be the wide receiver one for their team, um, who also just got an amazing... Oh, Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton. Oh, nice. Uh, he got an amazing quarterback upgrade. Um, after that, Josh Jacobs, who I was kind of hoping would fall to me. Um, Antonio Gibson, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf. All right, what do I got going on here? I've got three wide receivers. I've got a running back, a quarterback... I do really like Mike Williams here. I don't like the fact that I already have Keenan Allen. Um, do I take that shot? Uh, Allen Robinson also looks very good to me right now, um, but also the concern about Matt Stafford's arm is also there. You know what? I'm going to take a player who I think is going to have tremendous upside this season, a player that's falling way too far in drafts, and that's A.J. Dillon. I think A.J. Dillon's going to have an amazing year. AJ Dillon, you think? Well, he actually might because of the lack of wide receiver There's depth. There's going to be Aaron Jones Bay. in the passing game. I don't know why I got so excited there. You <laughs> got very excited. I was AJ Dillon, <laughs> really? Like he might actually um, have an expanded role with the Green Bay Packers this year. I, I think he's going to have a lot of goal line work. I'm going to run out of time here, but like, do you think the Packers actually make the playoffs this year? I think so. Maybe I think Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. Um, you still have like a decent wide receiver room it's it doesn't have Devonte adams but it's still pretty decent. oh jo- joe burrow goes off the board right before i was about to draft him but that's fine mm-hmm. that's totally fine the is second fine? option that i was going to go with is jalen hurts he's going to have an amazing season this year he's got the the tools around him to succeed that's fair. Uh, Jakey Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Hollywood Marquise Brown, Chris Godwin, Dalton Schultz, TJ Hawkinson, Allen Robinson, who's falling in drafts, uh, Brandon Cooks, and now Neil is back on the clock. I don't understand why he's falling, but... Well, I'm. do you think it's it's probably the Matt Stafford news that's come out, that Matt it Stafford's be, arm yeah. has been hurting? Matt Stafford might need surgery. No yeah. one's talking about that, but he might need surgery. He might have to miss half or the full season. So that is true. I'm going to go with a, a, a player who I feel is going to rebound nicely this year. And that's Clyde Edwards. There's a lot of um, vacated targets with yeah. the departure of Tyreek Hill. And so I think Clyde Edwards, is going to be a part of the, more, a part of the passing game. Um, then Adam Thielen goes right after him. I am back on the clock so far. I've got uh, two running backs, three wide receivers, one quarterback, I think I'm going to have to... Oh, man. I don't want to make this pick, but I think I'm going to have to do it. Um, okay, so I've got two options ahead of me right now. I've got two players that I do want. Um, one of them suspended for the first six games of the season, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. And I also have Michael Thomas staring me in the face here. Michael Thomas in the seventh round, who I know he hasn't played football in two years, but he used to be a first round pick all the time. Mm-hmm. He used to be the best wide receiver in the league. Do I take the shot on Michael Thomas or do I pick a little bit safer pick DeAndre Hopkins, miss out on the first six games, have him come back oh, and, man. and smash smash. Yeah. That's bold. That's did I bold. stutter? Yeah. No, you did not. Um, they also got Marquise Brown though. So he's going to lose some targets. Uh, I'm going with Michael Thomas. I'm doing it. Yep, so Michael there. Thomas, Aquanamia St. Brown, Damian Harris, Juju 
Russell Wilson. Sorry, now back what did you call Amon Ra St. Brown? Aquanamius. Did you call them Aquanamius? <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> it's Amon it's Ra St. Brown. Amon Ra. <laughs> I, you just you're doing this name thing on purpose now. <laughs> Good God, Aquanemius! Where did that even come from? Oh my God. Okay, well now going I'm forward, I'm only going on a last name basis right now. <laughs> going forward, we have to call him Aquanemius. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Aquanemius. Oh boy. Uh, and Damian Harris goes right after him. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster, Russell Wilson. I think now is the time for me to take my second quarterback. I might have to draft Aquanamius this year after that. You have to. I have to. I have to give him that. You have to change your team name to Aquanamius. All right. Hopkins is there again. Do you take him over Mooney? Oh. He is there. I was going to take my second quarterback right now. But if DeAndre Hopkins is still there, I take him. Yeah, I was going to say. DeAndre Hopkins in the eighth round. You got a lot of wide receivers. Five wide receivers. I got four. Do I have five? I have five wide receivers. Shit. Uh, well, I'm, I don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the first. Uh, season, so. If anyone's listening to this right now, <laughs> um, after this mock draft, Josh is looking to make a trade. <laughs> and I want a wide trade. receiver. Who wants a wide receiver? <laughs> uh, Dallas Goddard goes right after. Neil is back on the clock here. I am back. Did you turn off the clock? I don't see a clock here. Anyway. It's at the top there. You're at a minute and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like looking at my roster here, I've kind of rounded it out. I have two QB, two running back, three wide receiver. I'm still missing a tight end and a kicker and a defense and a flex. So, uh, in this position, I'm going to take a player who I feel, um, is going to break out the season and he already started to last year a little bit. Um, and that is Gabe Davis. Yeah. I mean, he, the last game he played, he got four touchdowns in, so, uh, Tom Brady goes right after him. Darnell Mooney, Dak Prescott, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, He's going to have a good year. You're hurt by Tom Brady. A lot of a quarterbacks bit. off the board. Jeez. I mean, yeah, that's the quarterback run there that I was talking about. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, Derek Carr, what's, Kirk Cousins. I just want to talk about this for a second here. Yeah. What, what's interesting here is Derek Carr, who's projected to have a huge season, mm-hmm. just got drafted after Trey Lance. Do you believe that's correct or should continue to happen in drafts? There's a lot of potential upside on Trey Lance. A lot. The ceiling is much higher for Trey Lance than it is for Derek Carr. The safer bet is Derek Carr. Trey Lance didn't play great last season. But San Francisco has come out and said, we have moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance is our starting quarterback. So they've come out and said that. So you're going to have a starting quarterback every single week with with Trey Lance. Yeah. So And his upside is there. His running game is there. I, I I don't see that as a as a crazy crazy thing to happen. Um, you took Miles Sanders as your third running back. Yeah. Um, again, like Clyde and Miles Sanders are going to duke it out for that second running back position there. So mm-hmm. in a PPR, I like having the, the the running backs who can catch and who are involved in the passing game, and both of those players are. So I'm happy with those selections. That's fair. Yeah, it's a good pick. Um, I'm going to make a pick right now that I never want to make. Um, if this ever happens to me in a draft, I will rage quit the draft, but it's the second quarterback that I have to take. And it's Justin Fields, uh, Drake London, um, goes right after then Trevor Lawrence, then Kareem Hunt, um, who, if Kareem Hunt goes to a new team, he will, his ADP will move up significantly. Um, Devonta Smith. What if he goes to Pittsburgh? Most teams he goes to, his ADP <laughs> will move up significantly. 
Uh, I'm going to try and take a tight end here. Um, I've got a couple staring me in the face right now, uh, but there's one specifically that Don't I fuck around. You know, you truly taking, believe in. He's taking the doll man, and that's Mr. Awesome Knox, Dawson Knox himself, the tight end for the Buffalo Bills, making Aquanamius proud out here. Aquanamius St. Brown. <laughs> Uh, Ken Walker goes right after, and then Neil is back on the clock here. Uh, here, I don't really know what to do, but I'm going to just take players with a lot of upside, as you should, within the you, middle. You don't have a tight end play. yet, though. Just saying. I don't care. Okay, fair. I can go no tight end this, this entire season. Just stream your tight end. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go, again, like continue to do upside picks here, um, de- build your depth, <clears throat> and I'm going with a player who really broke out in the last few games of the season last year, and that's Elijah Moore. Oh, interesting. Uh, all right, I'm hoping some players fall to me here. Don't think they will. But right after, Tony Pollard, uh, Core Daryl Patterson, Traylon Burks, Jameis Winston, Zach Ertz, Hunter Renfro, Tyler Lockett, Rashad Penny, who I think is going to be the uh, running back one on that team, Chase Edmonds, Chris Alave, which is an interesting pick, uh, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Um, Neil is back on the clock. More upside, more upside, more upside. Again, like I'm just gonna go and take players that I feel that could break out this season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and take a tight end finally. Okay. Okay. You're gonna take a Pittsburgh tight end, aren't you? I'm taking Pat Fryermuth. Yeah, you are. Uh Brandon Ayuk goes right after. And I'm gonna take someone that I was hoping would fall to me here. Um, ended up falling quite a bit to me. Um, that's Devin Singletary who also had a good end of the year last year. So there's five more picks left in the draft. The last two are kicker and defense. Um, so realistically, have... you have three picks left here. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your strategy for the last three picks? So I have a strategy that I've been doing in my mock drafts um, that I'm going to now tell everyone about and and ruin my, my, my strategy here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need a kicker and a defense. Mm-hmm. You need them. There's always going to be rotating members of your team. There's always going to be players that you're going to be picking up and dropping every single week. Why not make your last two picks those players that are going to be rotating through your roster? Why not take a kicker and a defense a little bit earlier in the draft? Think about it. This is my strategy that I'm now putting out. Are you out not world. going to be rotating a kicker and a defense throughout the league? Or you're just Why not have take the one... best kicker and the best defense? Why not take the kicker that's going to get you the most points? Why not take the defense that's on the hierarchy is going to undoubtedly get you the most points? You go, You have to take a kicker and a defense. Okay. Think about it. That's his plan. That's my plan. So what are you doing here? But right now... <laughs> I see a player that's staring me in the eyes who is it's going to be a 50-50 split in the backfield for Denver. I'm going to take Melvin Gordon. I think him falling to the 12th round is ridiculous. Um, Alan Lanzard goes right after, then Neil's back on the clock. Yeah, I, no surprise there. I knew you were going to take <laughs> Melvin Gordon, especially how much you've hyped him up <laughs> this preseason. Why for, wouldn't you? I, Why wouldn't where you? Where did um, his counterpart go? Javante Williams? He went third round. In the third round. Three three. Three three, yeah. Neil's back on the clock. What are you thinking here, Neil? You've got three running backs, four wide receivers, two quarterbacks. You've got your whole team. You're just looking at bench right now. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh <laughs> Daniel Jones here. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna take him in the next <laughs> yeah, round. I bet but, you were. Oh wow, okay. I bet you were. 
Kadarius Tony goes right after Russell Gage, whose upside has dropped significantly. Mike Kosicki, Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, James Robinson, Ramondre Stevenson, Chase Claypool, Sky Moore, this tight end whose name I just recently learned how to Ogun say. Ogunbowale. Wale. Aguaybanam. That's not it. It is. Albert Aguaybanam is the name. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. Aquanemius. It's not Aquanemius. Aguaybanam. Aquanemius Aguaybanam. All right, so Neil's back on the clock. What are you thinking here, Neil? Again, like four picks left. You're going to continue to get bench guys that you want sitting on your bench. And I'm going to take the best backup that there is in the game, and that's Alexander Madison. It's an injury away from being a RB1, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take that chance on him. If Dalvin Cook gets injured for the year right now, Alexander Madison, Madison goes in the first or second round. Yeah. Uh, Jameson Williams goes next, and this is where my strategy comes into play. I'm taking the Bills' defense. They're an electric defense. They are a high-powered, high-flying defense. They're going to get you interceptions. They're going to get you pick sixes. It's going to happen. See, taking the Bills' D there, you're up again. Taking the Bills' D there is just way too early, and I'll explain to you why right after my next pick. Because you're going to miss out on players that you want on your bench that aren't going to be there for you to pick up after the draft because you're going to lose that spot. I'm perfectly okay with that. Isaiah Spiller, Hunter Henry, Damien Pierce, Cole Komet. I am back on the clock. I am looking at what's available to me right now. Not a whole lot. Uh, but there's one player that I do believe has tremendous upside. Um, even though I have four running backs right now. I have four running backs. I'm going to take Daryl Henderson. Uh, Sean McVay has come out and said that we have two starting running backs. And what does that mean for Daryl Henderson? He should not be drafted in the 14th round. I think Daryl Henderson had a really good year last year. It wasn't great, but it was really good. Um, I think he should be drafted way higher than where he's going. Then Ronald Jones goes after, who could potentially be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And Neil's back on the clock. <clears throat> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh my god, is this gonna happen in our actual draft? It's just happened in our oh mock draft. Oh my god. Neil just and... took Kenny Galladay, who I was really hoping would <laughs> fall to me. I was like, there's no way someone's gonna take Kenny Galladay. And then Neil just has a smile on his face as he presses the draft button to draft I just, Kenny if Galladay. Any, at any moment if I could snake a little bit oh my god. away from Josh, I'd, I'd take that. So as my fifth wide receiver. Kenny Garl, Gall, sixth wide receiver, actually. Yep. No, fifth. Yeah, sixth, because I have one of my flex. But that's depth. Again, when you have three wide receivers and a flex position, you need players that you can slot in there. And I'm going to take uh, a chance on Kenny G. Yeah, they got a brand new offensive uh, mindset here. Yeah. So they could be a very high-powered offense. So as you see, uh, second to last round, you're starting to see Ds and kickers off the board. So... You got Harrison Butker, McPherson, and Tucker all gone. Rams and Bucks D. Mm-hmm. Um, any D that you can take care again, like that's it's got a solid foundation. I'm gonna go with a D here. Um, or are there any kickers I want? No, not really. Young Ho still out there. Uh, I'm gonna go with 49ers D. I feel like every year they find a way to, you know, be in the top five Ds. Mm-hmm. That's how they run their schemes. So I'm going to go with 49ers. They've also got a very good defense. So. Yeah. Uh, then Daniel Carlson goes right after. I'm going to take 
you know what? There's not a whole lot of great kickers there. Um, I was hoping either one of the top three kickers would come to me, um, in, but they're all gone. So I'm looking at what's available um, upside-wise in all of the other players that are still on the board here. Not a whole lot. Do I take a shot on Julio Jones? He could come out and be a monster in his first week. And if he, if he comes out, okay, if Julio Jones comes out and he's a monster in your first week, try and trade him because he's not going to be a monster 17 games of the year. I'm going to take a shot on Julio Jones. Why not? Since Kenny fucking Galladay is available now. Uh, then Baltimore D goes right after. Dallas Cowboys, two more kickers, Matt Gay, Matt Prater. Might as well take a kicker here. I'm going to go Tyler Bass from the Buffalo Bills. That was my next pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured. Tyler Bass. You I want a to... kicker with a high-scoring uh, offense. Offense, right? So, again, like, if not for him, then I'm going to go with Denver. Uh, Brian McManus, because I feel like Denver is going to be a high-scoring team. Denver is going to put up a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, then yeah, Nick Folk, your, your boy Koo from Atlanta went, uh, New Orleans Saints, Green Bay Packers, Denver Broncos. And that is our team. Uh, Neil, would you like to read off your team first? Yeah, I've got a really rounded, uh, first place contender team here. Um, (laughs) Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are the, the, quarterback duo that i'm happy with they're very mobile um james connor and clyde edward edwards alaire uh, they're again not the strongest part of my team but like i'm really happy with that duo wide receivers i feel like i have the best three in the league the best trio um justin jefferson cd lamb and mike evans that's a really good trio yeah so again my strategy of going you're in a ppr yeah. wide receiver heavy to begin is is where i'm at who right are your now. running backs again Clyde Edwards-Alaire and James Conner. Oh, that's not bad, too. So uh, in the it, I slot, I have Gabe Davis, Pat Fryermuth, <laughs> who I feel like could be a safety blanket for the Steelers, uh, especially with a lot of uncertainty in that in that uh, QB department. Mm-hmm. San Fran, D, Brian McManus, and on the bench, I have Miles <laughs> Sanders, Elijah Moore, Daniel Jones, Alexander Madison, and Kenny G, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> you love saying those giants there. <laughs> Just rub it in my face. Uh, all right, so for my quarterbacks, I've got Kyler Murray as uh, one of my quarterbacks. I suffered through Justin Fields, who does have the upside this year, um, but he had he just looked so bad last year. So we'll see. Um, my running backs, I got DeAndre Sip, DeAndre Swift, who I think is going to have a really good year. AJ Dillon. My wide receivers: Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, who I also think are the best three right now. Or the most consistent, at least. Um, Dawson Knox is my tight end. Michael Thomas, um, who everyone's just waiting on bated breath to see how they're gonna, how t- Michael Thomas is gonna do. Tyler Bass is my kicker. Buffalo Bills. I've got DeAndre Hopkins on my bench. I've got six weeks to figure out what to do with him. And um, then Devin Singletary, Melvin Gordon, Daryl Henderson, and Julio Jones as my fifteenth pick. Um, are you happy with your team? I'm very happy with my team. Do you think this is gonna? go the way you want it to tomorrow in our actual draft? Absolutely not. It never does. It never does. It never does. I've done so many mock drafts. You've just always got to be ready to pivot. Right? Yeah. Have your pivot options there. Again, Austin Eckler being drafted second overall. Which could happen. Could happen. It literally could happen. Yeah. That offense in a PPR he could league. He go first overall. He could go yeah. first overall. That offense in a PPR league is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. 
You look at, you know, Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's now got a quarterback who's going to be passing the ball a lot more than they're going to be running the ball. Austin Eckler could very much have a better season than Jonathan Taylor. Just we had six running backs and four wide receivers taken in our first round this year. Yeah, well, it's PPR. It's about, so yeah, it's that's fair. usually what you see, right? Um, but yeah, we you've got to be prepared for your drafts, folks. We've got uh, every year we've got people that show up with literal like sheets of paper ready to go. So if you're not prepared for your fantasy draft, just keep listening to the Shoot Your Thought podcast, and we will help you Absolutely. out fantasy pickups right. of the week. People to drop. We'll have our uh, results of our draft, I'm sure, later this week. We'll, we'll post our teams. Uh, you and I will post our teams on our social, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get your opinion on whose team Absolutely. is going to be better. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. It's good to be back. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 